0: Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our weekly catch-up there, Dale.
1: A bit happening around the Eurovision sphere this week. There is, yeah. And I mean, the week was, I think anyone who listened to music this week would have um, done most likely their Spotify wrapped if you use Spotify. So we all found out that we listened to a lot of Eurovision songs and <laughs> a little bit of Ariana Grande for a lot of people that they did not expect. Um, but the other nice thing we had with the Spotify wrapped that um, we had a lot of people telling us that we were the, their, you know, in their top five podcasts for the year that they'd been listening to. They're, they're number one, or they number three, or number yeah. five, and that was that was super nice. Very nice. Always nice to see that come up when people listen to you. Sometimes we're just sitting here rattling on, and we don't know who's they're listening. So. Is anyone actually listening to our ramblings? <laughs> yeah. So no, that was really good to um, to get. And something to actually just add on to that, we received um, an individual donation this week, well, a request to, um, which was super nice and very humbling for us very very humbling it was something we felt a bit uncomfortable uh, taking but we did (laughs) accept it hello (laughs) thanks we'll take your money um the person wants to be uh, slightly anonymous It doesn't really mind but they're a british australian who lives in the uk um rhymes the name rhymes with van Match if you know the person. But look, I think the really important part and why we took this, um, took the donation was you've got to support content creators. This is something that we do um, out of a passion. We don't expect any money from doing this. We spend a lot of money doing it. Uh, and it's just really important. I think anyone out there who actually ever does a crowdfunding that you really get behind them. Um, something we don't choose to do. Yeah,
0: everyone approaches it in
1: different ways, don't they? Some people like to do the crowdfunding thing. We've tried to, to stay away from it. Not that we you know, have it, an it, issue with it. it God, no, no, no. No, but I mean, if anyone ever does it, I think it's just a really good chance to to really consider giving to it because you know you get we all get a lot of content out there at the moment for free. So it was really humbling for us, and it made me kind of think, you know, I must support others who are doing the same thing. Very much so. Very much so. All right, let's move on to more fun things. It was a very worthy little uh, note there. <laughs>
0: all right, let's talk about things that happened in the Eurovision itself this week. We've got a few things.
1: First of all, tickets were released. Oh, yes. That was a big thing. They haven't been released, Michael. You're jumping the gun there a little (laughs) bit. Uh, 12th of December, we're going to have the first sale of tickets. Now, there's three ways happening. So the first one, we're only mainly getting seating um, available. No standing in that first lot. So there's gonna be standing for the family shows, but if you want um, anything for the lives of grand final, uh, all the juries in the semifinals, et cetera, uh, you're going to uh, need to wait for the second wave in January. So that's something that people are a little bit uh, funny about, but you know, just be patient. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, tickets are out already. It's only December,
0: as we can remember back to uh, the Tel Aviv show. The tickets were coming out pretty late, so uh,
1: it sounds like the Dutch organisers uh, got their their act together. Totally. And look, the standing situation is, number one, they're giving 2,000 tickets to the OGAE Club uh, members across the world. Uh, for €799 Euros each, we've been lucky enough to get uh, a little package through the OGAE Club of Australia. It's another reason to join your local club. Make sure you do it for your next year's ticket. So, yep, that's 1300 Australian dollars each, but, you know, it's <laughs> going to be worth it. Uh, so, seating tickets will come later on, but if you want to get seating, you've got to get on 12th of December. It's going to be 10pm Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Get in before 12 o'clock. So you'll join the queue. Mm. I mean, before 10pm to join the queue. If you join afterwards, yeah. you're at the end of the queue. It is that yearly scramble for tickets, isn't it? But I'm
0: sure it'll all work out. Seems like quite a big venue, and I think there'll be lots of tickets to go around. Yeah.
1: Don't panic if you miss out here. There's always chances to come.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's move on to other things. We have our presenters mm. have been uh, announced out of the, uh, out of Holland. Let's start with
1: them. We've got the three. What do you think of that? I think it's a good number. Oh, definitely. Compared to four, there's been, there's been too many and like... Yeah, no. Nah. Threes, I like three. It's a good number. Yes. So we've got
0: Chantal Janssen is our first one. She's a musical actress. Uh, she's gone on to host things like uh, Holland's Got Talent and The mm. Voice. Holland, uh, and won the award for Best TV Presenter five times, so obviously quite a... Uh, oh, no wonder she's doing it then. ...accomplished presenter there. One of our others is Itzsilia Romli. She is a no stranger to the Eurovision sphere. Mm. Being a two-time participant for the Netherlands in 1998, she came fourth as a member of and Ade. That's amazing, or nice pronunciation That's probably completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then she also did 2007 as well, not so successful, 21st in the semi-final. Still, doesn't matter. You yeah. come. Um, uh, you've gone to Eurovision twice Absolutely She's also presented The Dutch Points twice mm. And was the host Of the 2019
1: in Concert And will again host that next year So I saw her talking on a show And she seems quite funny actually She was saying that She pretty much can't speak French But everything else She could do amazing So <laughs> she was writing off German and English and this But like Don't make me do French no, 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 no. <laughs> She was quite funny And our final one
0: Is a gentleman called Jan Schmidt He's a singer He was a member of De D- Toppers Uh <laughs> That's <laughs> an actual thing, Dale. Okay. They went to Eurovision in 20, 2009. He wasn't a member of them then. Oh, okay. uh, very, very well known in Belgium, Germany, Austria and Switzerland. Because he's also a member of a Schlager band called Club 3. I yeah. mm. don't know if you're familiar with them, Dale. Oh. Um, but he's very big on things like Schlager Champions, Die Huten Party and Schlager Boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just watched a, a clip of We had to. We saw it there. Sch- Schlagerboomer just had our names written all over it. And I must say, I like the look of that show. It's pretty bloody good. People were getting right into it, weren't they? It was a huge, huge crowd. Yeah. It was, I would love to be there. I want to go to Schlagerboom next year. It sounds
0: like it's a very German thing. Seems mm. very, very German. But there are presenters. Um, again, seems like the Dutch are all over uh, the organisation on this one. Being very timely and prompt. Yes. Very efficient the yep. Dutch. It's been great. So far, mm. um, let's also say we got a peek at the stage design as well. Everyone's always interested in what the stage is going to look like. Mm. Uh, our renowned German designer Florian Vido, once again, who's been involved in the last three uh, Eurovision stage designs. Mm. It's a very interesting one. Um, Gone for the unconventional, sort of minimalist and modern approach, which mm. is very Dutch. Yep. Um, and his, his, the inspiration is to bring the artists as close to the audience as possible.
1: Yeah, and, and there's all very, like, flat design
0: to represent how flat the Netherlands are. Absolutely, and the connection between the sky, the sea, and the land, and how
1: it's all very There'll be, like, dikes surrounding there, dikes water coming awesome. at any moment, maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly,
0: but it did look very uh, minimalistic, futuristic, yes. and I think it's going to be very, sort of accessible
1: to the audience to see so yeah and okay. i th- i think from the sounds of it look yes there might be some viewing um issues if you're standing but there always is i know when we were standing in stockholm we couldn't see Donny montel's amazing floor thing i mean that's just what happens when you go to a crowd so exactly. you know that's that's just part of it absolutely absolutely so yeah like i say the dutch organizers seem to be very timely in their organization so far they rattled everything off in about two weeks mm. it was like logo stage hosts, tickets Boom. Yeah,
0: Schlager boom. Done. A few others could take notes on that one, I think, <laughs> to be honest. All right, so what else happened, Dale? I think it was our Australia Decides. Yes, we None. had
1: another two uh, artists announced. Yes, we did, at a very odd time, midnight on <laughs> here in Australia. Yeah, it seemed like Europeans got the uh, the jump on the rest of Australia. Yeah. We just happened to be... Well, you were up at one in the morning and uh, happened to see it come out. Otherwise... We would have woken up to everyone else knowing, yeah, except Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> would have been literally sleeping on that one. <laughs> uh, so let's start off with
0: our, the next artist that was announced, and it is Montaigne. Mm. Let's have a listen to her latest single, This Is Ready by Montaigne. Ready. sydney real name is jessica sero uh, singer songwriter and activist mm. is how she uh sort of describes herself uh, a little bit about her for those who don't know her debut album came out in 2016 here in australia reached number four on that one she also was a feature vocalist on a track that went to number two here. Mm -hmm. ARIA award-winning for Breakthrough Artist in 2016 as well. Very independent, uh, sort of indie music uh, young lady. What are your thoughts on
1: Montaigne? Uh, I am super happy uh, with this. I think I remember when this Ready the Single came out a couple months ago. I mean, you're always on the lookout for Australia Decides artists. And I'm like, this has a little bit of a Eurovision vibe about it in terms of like... You're slow, you're quiet, you big boom and a vocal coming out of it. And it was all quite camp and over the top and I loved it. Um, I like her, I really like her. I like that she has this indie cred. Triple J is for non-Australians listening. It's like, it, it's the cool radio station you listen to as a young person um, up until a certain age um, you know, uh, others still listen to it later in life of course but it is the, the coolest radio station you can be part of and she's a huge on that radio station. She yep. actually um, through a high school uh, competition through Triple J actually is how she became known and now getting signed from that. So she's really come from the ground roots of indie. Uh I like her, I, I like her voice. I think it's really interesting and unique mm. and I think she's going to bring something really interesting in terms with a visual performance as well as a really interesting song, uh, I, I'm excited for the Australia sides. You know, I could see her doing Eurovision itself, but main thing is a great artist for Australia sides. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her vocal style. To be honest,
0: she can do that real soft and also bring a lot of power to it as well. She's got a very interesting tone to her voice. Mm. Um, look, she released her current album on the 30th of August, which is kind of good timing. She hasn't said if the song she's gonna do is off that album. Who knows? Uh, well,
1: it th- couldn't be because if it was the 30th of August, then it would be before 1st of September. Oh, so I mean, it has got too much of a no, commercial ooh, advantage in the right. Oh, oh <laughs> let's grab that. We didn't say anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh, I think she's a terrific uh, line- addition to the lineup and giving it, again, that indie sort of slant to it. Mm. We really are going for those different genres in our uh, yeah. national final, and so
1: we should be. Yeah, totally. Completely different than a Casey Donovan yes. and a Mitch Tambo. And then you got Montaigne. It's mm. so diverse. I love it. Yes. Well, the other gentleman announced was a guy
0: called Didiri. Yeah. Can't say I knew a lot about this one. Let's have a little listen to some things he's done recently. This is called Blind You. Beauty in the scars. My love
1: You will find that Wounds are so empty
0: 24 years old from Warrnambool in Victoria a small country town on the coast there Mm. Uh, he sort of came to prominence in 2017 when he released an EP uh, that had over 30 million streams I know I can't Big for an indie artist. That I'd never heard of before. That's amazing. Yeah, that led to him playing some festivals by not just here in Australia, but also Europe and the US. Mm. Very indie
1: sound from this guy. A sort of
0: self-described sad boy, I believe.
1: Yes, he has actually written that he is a sad boy. So, you know what? We do have a sad boy. He's very (laughs) self-aware. Yes, Ellie from ESE Inside, if you follow her on Twitter, we mentioned her last week. She is on Sad Boy Watch, and Australia has delivered the goods. But we have a self-aware Sad Boy, and I think that makes us even more special. Very much so. Looks
0: singer-songwriter, very much on that guitar or piano sort of self pen sort of stuff. I really like it, to be honest. It really, really got that very genuine indie feel to it. So
1: I'm interested to see what he brings. Well, this is it. I, I just don't know what he's going to bring to the to the to a song for the Eurovision stage. But it's different than anything else. He obviously is a great and talented songwriter. And mm-hmm. again, I'm really pleased. This was our indie announcement. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. had our kind of like bigger names from the kind of past, but are still relevant these kind of wild cards in the middle, and now we've got the indie kids. Yeah. And I'm living for it. I'm like, who's next? Bring it on. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think we're going to get a good sort of, you
0: know, good self-penned song out of this guy. Yes. He said he said he's himself he's not very aware of what happens in the Eurovision world. He says, you know, it's great that they respect songwriters and song
1: seems to do really, really well. So, yeah, I'm glad we've kind of got somebody who's walking in a little blind on this one. And also, where else? I really think this shows how big Eurovision is in Australia and how important it is for a career that... So artists like this are doing it. I just don't think you'd have this happening in the UK or in an or even for other parts of Europe. Uh, you know, this is, this is really good for the growth of Eurovision in Australia. It's seen very much as an opportunity here in
0: Australia for yep. anyone's career to get bigger. Yeah.
1: Right, so other than that, um, there hasn't been a huge amount of news in um, Eurovision world other than getting tickets and Australia to artists. <laughs> we did kind of expect that we might have had the Albanian songs this week, but of course we know the earthquake has impacted things there. The songs are due out Monday European time, which we don't know if that's ever going to be Tuesday Australia or Monday Australia. Mm-hmm. So watch this space. Um, that means next week we'll be doing the Albanian national final, um, Festivali Kungus uh, preview, because then the show's the week later. Like, mm-hmm. it's all happening very quickly. Um, and the only other thing is ESC 250 votes... Close today, you missed the, the cut, but we can't wait for that to happen as well. Yeah, always a big countdown towards the year to finish off the year, isn't it? Indeed. And the only other thing is if you're an OGAE club member, make sure you vote in the Australian countdown. There's another one <laughs> on Around Australia Day weekend. Really important to get behind that. It's a great little thing that's going on um, in the Australian Eurovision universe. Absolutely.
0: Okay, well, that's it for this week. Nice short one. We'll have Festivalia Kunga Songs next week. Oh, yes. Uh, until then. See you later. Thanks, guys.